Hello, good afternoon, dear friends. You're welcome to a new episode on these English lessons. Today's podcast is episode number 175. So, for our new listeners, you're advised to go back and listen to past episodes so you can understand what we are doing on this program. Today, we're going to continue with our ongoing series. And our ongoing series is called Job Hunting. Sit tight and we will be bringing you the content of today. This is your regular host, Teacher D, sitting in from our studios in Shanghai. Today is Monday, November 8th, 2021, and we are having a very, very cold day here today. It's about 8 degrees centigrade, so it's freezing out there. And、uh, I'm keeping warm at home. Today's episode, we're going to move on to the second part of our series. The first part of our series was called Job,、um, the, the whole series is called Job Hunting. And the first part of the series, we decided to call it Understanding Job Ads. So the whole first part of the series was to get you to understand. Certain important points when you look at advertisements on job openings. And now we're moving on today to the second part of our series. And the second part is called updating your CV. So after you have looked at several job ads, we assume that you have made the decision to finally apply to some of the job openings that you found. And so we're going to move on to the second part, which is updating your CV. The reason why we say、uh, this part is called updating your CV it implies that you already have a CV. I think any university graduate, when you graduate from the university, one of the first things you should do is to sit down and write a CV for yourself. And then when you write that CV for yourself, it's more like a draft. Why? Because each time you want to apply、um, for a job, you need to fine tune your CV to suit the particular job you want to apply. So it's important that as a university graduate or as somebody who is working, and most people who are working actually do have a CV. So But as a university graduate, if you don't have work experience, the first thing you have to do is write a CV. And that's another discussion that we're going to look into. But this implies that you already have a CV. And if you already have a CV, it doesn't mean you go home and make a photocopy of that CV and send. It doesn't mean you go home, attach that CV to an email, and send to the company that is hiring people. No, you always have to go back. Fine tune your CV. In other words, you have to update that CV and make it fit the context in which a particular company is hiring. So you do not have one CV that you send to any company that is hiring people. This is not a good idea. And, and unfortunately, that's what a lot of people do. Some people write one professional CV and they keep it there. Whenever they see a job opening, 
whom they attach that CV and send. That's what a lot of university graduates do. Sometimes I come across university graduates who tell me, oh, I've sent my CV to over 50 companies and I don't have any reply yet. And I tell them, this is one of the reasons why you're not getting any reply. It's because the human resource uh, manager or the person in charge of recruitment in those companies, the moment they see your CV, they can tell this is a kind of template. This is a general CV that you're sending to everybody. And nobody wants to read that kind of CV. People want to see that this CV is tailored made for this particular purpose. The employer is not interested in knowing that uh, their company is one of the 50 companies that you send your CVs to. Now, worst of all, um, there are some people who actually attach a CV to an email and then they, they, they copy email addresses of companies or email addresses that they found on classified websites that we discussed in uh, the previous episodes of this series. They copy as many as, you know, as many as 50 email addresses and, and you know, put all of them in the same email and then they attach their CV and then boom. And it's like your CV is spraying in town. Like people just get that. And some, some companies don't even bother to open that because you're not taking time to make sure that you're sending the CV within the right context. Okay, so that's something you should not do. What should you do? After selecting the job openings you want to apply for, go home and see, look over your CV again. Maybe the, the CV you have at home, maybe you wrote it two years ago or maybe several months ago. Maybe you wrote that CV when you were applying for another job, but that time has passed and a lot has changed. So now go back home, take out your CV and look at it. Read through it and see whether the information you have on your CV actually fits the context, the new context of the job that you want to, you want to apply. And you can look at certain things like uh, the, the, the summary. There is something, we're going to look at the different parts of the CV. So you're going to look at something like the summary. Does the summary fit in the context of this job? Because in the summary, you sort of tell, um, in a nutshell, you say what you are. You say the best part of you. you the summary is like the sales part, is the part where you really sell yourself. In a nutshell, in a few sentences, you sort of uh, put your best self out there for the employer to see. So maybe in your previous job, you were applying um, to be a salesperson. And so the kind of summary that you put out there cannot be the same kind of summary you will put out there uh, when you're applying for the position of junior engineer or you're applying to be a teacher. So different jobs call for different kinds of summaries and different kinds of words, words that portray the kind of qualities that are needed in that job. So that's why it's very important to look at your CV again and then think about the particular job opening you want to apply for. Go back to that job ad as we discussed in the previous episodes. Go and look at the job ads and see what they are asking 
in professional job ads, they will carefully state the kind of qualities that they want. They will tell you, for example, we need somebody who is dynamic, um, creative, maybe um, uh, has the ability to, to, to work in teams and work under pressure, work over time, and so on. So you go back to the job ad and look at all these keywords, underline these keywords, and those keywords in the job ad will then help you to rewrite the summary about you, which is the first thing that appears at the top of your CV. That's the first thing that appears at the top of your CV. So that's the first thing the person who is going to hire you looks at. It has to be the best. It has to be the best of you. So don't put something boring there. The first part of your CV is that summary. It's called a personal summary. It means it's like taking your character, your qualifications, your working experience, and putting everything in one nutshell, one small line that really sells the, the best part of you. It's like, you know, this is who I am in the best words possible that will captivate the person who is going to possibly hire you. So those words, if the words that you use in your summary somehow connect with the words that are mentioned by the employer in their job ad, you see that there is an immediate connection. There's an immediate connection because the employer putting out that job ad is clearly stating what kind of person they want. And when you present yourself in your summary using words that are similar or the same as those words used in the job ad, that tells the employer that, wow, this is actually the person, this may be the person we are looking for. And then that encourages um, this person to read further down your CV, you know, because I said, it's the first thing at the top of the paper. So when I look at that and I see, wow, this person has kind of profile, kind of quality that I want, then I'm now interested in looking at the other things down. And so after that summary, summary is not, um, I, tell, I tell most students who come to me, uh, university graduates, they, they come to me asking me to guide them in writing their first CV ever. And I always tell them that summary should not be more than 50 words. A good summary cannot be more than 50 words. It's usually, you know, 30 words. You know, a summary of 30 words can be really good. So, um, after that summary now, we have a general idea of who you are with a, a hint on your, your strengths and weaknesses. Okay, then after that, you come down to um, your personal information. Because that's probably the next thing the employee is interested in. What's this personal information? You give a summary about yourself and then personal information. That personal information is very... Um, nowadays, uh, a lot of people care about that. Some people consider it to be um, kind of discrimination because it gives information that can make an employer who is discriminatory decide whether or not to even look into your files. So here we're talking about age, nationality, we're talking about um, where you're based, maybe you're, you're, you're residing in a particular city and you're applying um, 
to have a job in another city, which implies that you have to move from where you are now to another city. So this people think that this part of the CV is not very important, but actually it's very important because remember, the employer has just read your summary at the top and then now is looking at your personal information. So that's where uh, the employer is just about to say, yeah, this is the person I want. This is not the person we want by looking at that because personal information is very straight to the point. It's your name, your nationality, are you married, single, married? Um, this are very, um, th this has very specific details that some em employers actually take into consideration, even if they don't tell you. They, they do take this kind of uh, details into consideration. So, personal information should not be too much. It's just nationality. Is your age? Imagine your age is fifty-five. The employer immediately knows what kind of person to do, he is dealing with, and probably that little information eliminates you, disqualifies you, you know. Or there, you say your age, you are 23, just graduated from the university. Probably that little detail is just going to eliminate you. I'm not saying that do not put the, the information there. You really have to put some personal information. So, and then usually on that section, you also include your mobile number and your contact. Your email, well, your email is obvious because you're going to send the CV by email. So then you include a mobile number, which is important because some employers would like to set up a phone interview first before they get to meet you face to face. So sometimes it is important to include uh, your phone number. Um, that's why it's called personal information, right? And then on that section too, um, you you have to add something. Some companies require that you should add your address, like where are you living? Work? What is your contact address? And this is important because some companies don't want somebody living. If you are living far away, in a big city like Shanghai. Uh, if you are living very, very far away in the outskirts of Shanghai and the company is located right across the city, on the other side of the city, um, it gives the employer the impression that, wow, well, maybe this is this person probably may not be the right person just because of this. So I said, this is personal information which a lot of people don't pay attention to, but it actually is very important information and it can help the employer decide whether or not to put this question. So if you are smart and you understand the job ad very well, you can know how to retouch the personal information part. And uh, I remember I was coaching a student several years ago on how to get a job. And when we came to this part of personal information, the student asked me a very interesting question. The, teacher, the student said, um, is it okay if I omit some information? And I, I, I took some time to think about it. And then I realized, yeah, it's really, um, it's something, if, if you realize that, there is some personal information that may likely compromise your chances of getting a job or your chances of being considered for an interview. Um, I would say, for the sake of, uh, for the you know, for the sake of keeping your chances intact, you can omit that information. 
can omit it deliberately. It means you can leave it out. As you just don't mention it, you leave it out. Okay, it's going to get the employer to be like, oh, why didn't he mention this? I really hope he could mention this. Or maybe the employer will not even pay attention to the fact that you have omitted that information. And then maybe when they get to find out that information, that will be when you're face to face with them in an interview. And who knows, you may have impressed them and they will probably not mind that particular information. For example, um, they're looking for a teacher. I use my own example because that's my industry. They're looking for a teacher and they want a young teacher. You know, most schools want a young teacher in like somebody of about 30 years old. And then you are applying and you know that you are 45 years old. So in your mind as an applicant, you know that this particular detail is the minus when the employer is looking at your file. This particular point that you're 45 years old is a minus. So instead of putting it out right there to tell the employer that, oh, oh, I'm not the young guy that you guys are looking for. Well, some people say it's honesty, but I say you can, you, sometimes you can be smart and just leave it out. So don't mention your age, just put your name um, and then, you know, don't, don't put your age right there. Like I'm 45 years old. It's like a way to just, you know, notify the employer that know that you're coming, you're going to hire an old man. So, uh, so that's an example of where sometimes people will deliberately leave out some personal details because um, they worry that that detail could compromise their chances of getting a job. I've seen women, there are women who also um, not mention whether they're married or they're single because maybe it could affect the job. So, these are some kind of details, but uh, I'm not saying you should do that. You could do that if you really, really want the job badly and you don't want anything to stand, you know, in a way you can, you can leave that out and then manage it later when it shows up maybe in your interview because there you will be face to face. Okay. Um, and then so um, after that section of your CV, which is personal information, you move on to the next one, which is your your work experience remember we're hiring you to work so you have to talk about your work experience and here um, there's something very difficult here too because um, university students for example they don't have most of them don't have work experience they don't have work experience so that part of the CV is usually very very difficult for them to write on the contrary people who have been working for a long time that part of the CV is the easiest for them to write and actually they have too much information to put there that they don't know what information to leave out and what information to um, to, to keep and that's where you realize that it's really necessary to update your CV okay if you're a university student you obviously don't have a lot of working experience little or no working experience so in that case um, work experience you can talk about something like internship internship is a kind of work experience although you were not really working there as a full-time um, worker but at least you 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 
you know, you you gained some experience at the workplace. So you can mention some internships that you had. Uh, most university students have had some internships and so on. And some university students have had part-time jobs, actually. Uh, maybe when you were in the university, you had some time to work in a fast food restaurant or you work in a call center as a holiday job. Maybe it was just a holiday job and so on, but it was work experience. So you can put that in that section and and the, the employer will understand that you are a university graduate, so you don't have the kind of professional working experience, but at least you have been um, you've been working somewhere, you've had some experience working, and um, that can help. That can actually help. So I do advert, I do advise my university students to do that, put that on, because their greatest problem is they don't have work experience. And that then goes without saying that if you're a university student, it's always important, even if your parents are giving you enough pocket money and they don't want you to do anything, they just want you to focus on your studies, no, tell your parents that you need some work experience. You need to go out there, get a part-time job, and that you work over the weekends or in the evenings just to have that experience. It's not really about the money, it's just to have that experience because one day it will help you on your CV. That's for the case of somebody who doesn't have a lot of work experience. Then for people who have been working for a long time, uh, I have people like me, I've been working for many, many years. So if I want to send my CV to a company for a new job position, um, the problem I'm going to face will not be that I don't have anything to put as working experience. My problem will be what work experience should I put and which one should I leave out? Um, and so in this case, it is usually recommended that you put the work, the latest, the most recent work experience that you had. So uh, you will talk about the, risk, the past three years, you know, that kind of work experience which you just had. You're not going to, I, for example, will not be talking about uh, my first teaching job, which was in way back in 1998. So I'm not going to talk about that. I will talk about my recent teaching jobs, you know, the three previous companies or the two previous companies and so on. That's what is recommended. But there are some cases there are some cases where the job you are applying for, um, the best experience you had that's suitable for that job, it's a little bit like 10 years ago. So will you leave that and then focus on the job that you had two years ago, which is not really the kind of job that suits um, the context that you're applying? So this is also where you have to think smart. You have to think what experience should I put at this point is that experience going to help me um, increase my chances of getting the job I'm applying for so that's something uh, to also think about um, in for example um, if I if I'm applying to teach in an international school and I want to write the experience section of my CV and then I look into my background and I say, okay, have I taught in an international school before? Yes, I have taught in an international school before, but that was a long time ago in Beijing. So do I leave that out and focus on the recent teaching? No, 
I will mention the recent teaching, but I will make sure I bring back that idea that I taught in an international school before because the school I am applying right now to teach in is an international school. So they will see an you know they will see a connection they will say this guy can function in this context so that's what i'm talking about that's what it means to be smart in updating fine tuning your cv you have to look at the elements that count then we move to the next section of your cv which is your education education well you don't have to tell the history of your whole history from when you started kindergarten until when you graduated from the university. No. Education, it's usually just university. Talk about university and um, if you had any other education um, after your first degree, that's important. So start from your bachelor's degree. Start from your bachelor's degree. I studied in that, that, that university and then I had my master's in that university and my PhD in that university. So don't go down to high school, middle school, primary school. Now, that's important. So um, you mentioned where you studied. And then the key point here you should pay attention to is when you talk about your education, um, try to find a connection between what you studied, what you majored in and the job that you're applying for. That's important. So in my case, I'm, a, I'm an English teacher. I would like to mention that I studied languages, you know, so that will connect, that will make the employer see why they need to hire you because your education background has a connection with what you're going to be doing as work. So that's important. If uh, there are some situations where the job you're applying for has no connection with what you studied in the university. Um, that is a difficult one. And in that situation, I usually advise students to um, mention um, academic skills that they have that are not necessarily connected to the certificate that you have. For example, maybe you graduated with a bachelor's degree in accounting, right? But now you're applying to teach English. Hmm. What's the connection there? Instead of focusing on saying that, well, I have a degree in accounting, I have a degree in accounting, I would say something like, um, I am very fluent in English, I had a very good score in English, and I now focus on the academic skills that actually connect more to the job I'm applying for. So that's it for the education uh, section of your CV. And then the last part of your CV is something called personal skills. What are these personal skills? These are things that are not necessarily related to your job, things that are not uh, not related to your education, but more about you. Like there are things that, some other skills that you have that are not educational and they're not related to your job. For example, maybe you're a good basketball player. All right, put it there. You never know. There are some personal skills that can actually help you get a job. Because apart from just working, some companies need somebody who has some other skills. Let me take the example of teachers. I am a teacher, so I'm supposed to be judged as a teacher. But a school would be very interested in hiring me if they found out that I'm actually good 
at singing, or I'm actually good at playing some musical instruments, or I'm actually a good footballer, or I'm very good at swimming. Why? Because even though they are hiring me as an English teacher, these personal skills could be a plus, could be a bonus to my boss, because they may need somebody like that to help the students、uh, learn some other skills. So it's always important in that last section of your CV to mention some personal skills that you have, because those personal skills may just be the last thing that will make the employer say yes. This is the person we need. That's a review of how you have to look at your CV after you have decided on what job you want to apply for. Then you take your CV and you go through all these sections, trying to see whether the information on those sections、um, is going to help you get the job. When all that is done, and then you have updated your CV, you have changed certain words, you're good to go. You're good to send your CV. And remember, when you send your CV, there's always what is called a cover letter. The cover letter is not the CV itself. The cover letter is the email you write, saying, "Well, I saw your advertisement in this 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 newspaper, and I am very interested in the position. Please find attached to this email." My CV. It's always that thing. Don't just send somebody a CV without even writing anything in the email, because some people will not even open that kind of attachment. People will think that probably it's、uh, you know it's some spyware, it's some maybe it's a virus that somebody's sending to them. So write a short cover letter explaining how you got to know about that job. The source of information was it from a newspaper? Was it from the internet, from a website, and so on? And then say you're very interested in that job. Maybe mention that you're at the end of your contract right now, and you're really looking for a new job or something. Write a personal letter, a cover letter, and then attach that CV, and then you're good to go. With that, we have come to the end of this long episode of 30 minutes, which is very unusual. But like I said last time, because of the importance of this particular series, we are doing overtime. We are doing overtime. We usually do 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but today we are doing 30 minutes for this episode because of the importance of this subject matter. So, with that, dear friends, we come to the end of this episode today. My name is Teacher D. I am signing off, and I will see you in the next episode.、We're、waiting for your comments. And now we have、um, a section on the podcast page where you can actually、uh, vote. We have a poll that is going on. You can actually vote on the poll. So I'm waiting for your comments. And have a nice day. Goodbye.